When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Thanks to our friends who helped make this podcast possible. First and foremost, our friends over at thehackersparadise.com, if you're listening to this on the THP mobile app. Hello to our friends over at Cleveland and Strixon Golf. You guys know I am playing their equipment all year round. Had the chance to go out to Eaglewood Resort the other day and chart out a few different clubs, but always have my uh, trusty Strixon irons driver fairway wood as well as my uh, wedges from cleveland in the bag and of course my friends over at budgetgolf.com be sure to check them out every single day to see all the great uh, sales promotions everything they got going on even if you're in a horrible weather situation like we are here in the chicagoland area where we continuously get rain every single day i feel like i live in seattle or something on the pacific northwest be sure to check out budgetgolf.com for uh, all their great stuff they got going on. So today, folks, we have a really special show. Uh, It's not too often that I have a chance to do a face-to-face interview, and I've done a few here on the podcast over the the years. But this week, I had the chance to go out to Cog Hill Golf and Country Club, the name that everyone knows, uh, to speak to Angelica Carmen and Chris Flick. And these are the two uh, masterminds, as I point out in the episode today, behind something that is truly unique in the golf world, something that I've not seen at other courses, even though I know that they exist. And it's a sustainable living program or a sustainable farm that they dubbed, pun intended, I guess, Fairway Farms over at Cog Hill. Uh, They've done a lot of great stuff to just preach the importance of sustainable living. And Angelica and Chris and I go into this in a lot of detail today in our conversation. We talk all about why they got the idea of starting this farm on the grounds of Cog Hill. They talk a little bit about the challenges that they had to get it started, as well as preach, once again, about the benefits of sustainable living and what you can do at home to contribute to not only your environment, but also to help protect things that really are important to all of us. And so it's a little bit of a different feel in this episode. Uh, We talk also about a fantastic dinner experience that my wife Kristen and I were able to attend uh, last year actually where uh, I really got to know Angelica and Chris quite well. Uh, it was We go into much more detail in today's conversation but it was a farm uh, to table dinner eating a lot of the, uh, the produce and the vegetables that were grown right there on the grounds of Cog Hill and it was just out in the open it was a, a nighttime dinner. It was fantastic. You're going to see some of the pictures on the website that accompany this episode. And Angelica and Chris go into a little bit more detail about what went behind planning something like that, the importance of something like that for the community in which we all live. As I've said a few times, if you've listened to this show 
uh, for any length of time, you know that I do not live far from Cog Hill. And so it's really, this is an episode for those of you who may live in the Chicagoland area or who have visited Chicago for any amount of time or who love just the game of golf over at Cog Hill because this is truly a unique experience that I think everybody should come and check out at least once. I mean, it's not something that you you hear a lot about. It's definitely not a topic that we talk a lot about in the golf world, you know, sustainable living and, and you know, preaching all that that movement entails and how you can get involved and how your golf courses can get involved. And so if you're a head golf professional at a course and you're listening to this, and I know that there are many of you, or if you're, you know, on the grounds crew at a, or the maintenance crew at a golf course, you're going to want to learn and and really think about what is going on over at Cog Hill. And Angelica and Chris go into a lot more detail than I certainly could in this introduction. So uh, before we get into the conversation, if you like what we do here, I know I ask this every so often, but it would really help out the podcast, is if you were to go on iTunes, leave us a review. doesn't have to be five stars, of course. I would love for it to be five stars. But any rating definitely helps. Be sure to leave a little review as well. We take that feedback very seriously. So without much further ado, sit back and relax. We'll be right back after this word from our friends over at the Four Golfers Network with Angelica Carmen and Chris Flick from COG Sustainability. Hi, this is Bill Hobson from the Four Golfers Network podcast. And as you and I enjoy this episode of Golf Unfiltered with my friend Adam, I'm reminded of an indisputable reality. We, as golfers, are nuts. We chase a small ball around the planet, spending thousands of dollars in the effort to get that ball into a tiny hole. We then yell at the ball and curse it when it doesn't listen, even though it can't listen, it's a ball. This insanity is all part of the magic of the game, and it's what we celebrate on the Four Golfers Network podcast every Monday when a fresh episode comes your way on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, you know, all the places. So after you finish listening to Adam today, I'd love to have you check out the Four Golfers Network podcast, that's F-O-R-E, where we celebrate the game with top-name guests and an exploration of the things about golf that both drive us crazy and bring us back for more. I stink! The ball is just sitting there and I can't hit it! And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm very excited to be here at Cog Hill. I'm here all the time anyway, but I'm joined <laughs> by Angelica Carmen and Chris Flick. They're the, the uh, masterminds behind Cog Sustainability here at uh, Cog Hill Golf Course. So before I get any deeper, why don't we just do a couple intros, let us know how long you've been at Cog Hill, and... We'll get into why you started Cog Sustainability here in a second. Angelica, why don't you start off? Sure, sure thing. So uh, I am the Sustainability Specialist at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Um, I'm in my third year with the grounds department in this role. However, back in the day in high school and through college, I used to work up at the clubhouse doing tea times. I was a starter for a bunch of summers back then, so it's nice to be back. Nice, nice. And Chris? Um, starting my sixth season, uh, about uh, two months into that now, so nice. Uh, feels like I just got here, but uh, <laughs> it, it has been uh, has been five years. Um, I'm a transplant from Cincinnati originally, okay, and uh, I've been in my role of director of grounds since since I got here. So nice, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people listening to this are going to relate with that. A lot of people tend to work at golf courses for a long time, myself included. I started out as a um, uh, as a caddy for about two years and then I worked at over at Joliet Country Club now that is no longer private rest in peace but at any rate um then I moved into the bag room and you kind of get that different look at how the business is run which I'm sure you both probably experienced the same thing 
seeing that side of things. Um, but then as time went on, you got this idea of COG sustainability. So before we get into the name, why don't we talk, break it down a little bit. Sustainability. What is it that we're actually talking about? <laughs> For us, I guess, specifically with our initiatives and with Cog Hill, um, I would say our entire business, this entire industry is something that is fully centered on the land that we inhabit, the land that we're, that we built everything on top of. So yeah. we can't just build straight through it or build right on top of it. We need to build with it mm -hmm. and work with it. And I think that's a huge value that we take into account every time we pursue something new, pursue a new project. So really just working on things that keep propelling us into the future to keep us moving forward. Yeah, that makes sense. it does make sense. Yeah. And Chris, would you say that, so we, I, we should probably provide some context for the listeners. If we sound a little bit different, we're actually talking face to face, which is a different thing that we normally do on the podcast, but we're also on the grounds crew, uh, grounds. How, what would you describe where we are right now? Chris? The palace. The palace. <laughs> it is very luxurious. I yes. like it. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so we're here and you guys have had to stay over a little bit and you, we just ran into some crazy weather at the time of this recording, at least. And so you spent some time, uh, Angelica, you were telling me walking up that a lot of folks had to stay over overtime to kind of get the course back in shape. Um, but as far as sustainability goes, you know, it's just what I really like about this thing that you're doing is it's at a golf course that I love, first of all. And secondly, it's local. And thirdly, <laughs> we truly are making the best out of where we built everything on top of it you know, to kind of go along what you were just describing. And so along the way came this idea of cog sustainability. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so as I understand in a conversation, Angelica, that we had in the past, you saw this area out <laughs> on the outskirts of the property and you're like, wow, I would really like to do something special there. Am I kind of on the right path there? Sort of. Okay. So how'd you, how'd you get started with the idea? Sure. So if anything, I think Chris should start this off and then I yeah. kind of have like a separate backstory. Sure. Too. All right. Sure. So, um, you know, you see little glimpses of golf courses doing different things to mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, give back to the environment, kind of promote uh, what a golf course can be. You see little things here and there. And it's like, from my perspective, it's like I want to do all that stuff. You know, I want to have birdhouses. I want to have bat boxes. I want to have a culinary farm. I want to recycle Wow. I want to do all these things yeah. that everybody's like doing, you know, and being that Coghill is the place that it is. We've got a thousand plus acres here that we, we have opportunities for. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get into all of that and I, you know, I don't have time or creativity to, to do that myself. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here wondering, like, you know, kind of passively thinking like, how can we do this? How can we do this? Well, we'll, we'll cross that bridge someday. Let me get my bearings and, yeah. you know, get, Get caught up here in the golf courses, and maybe someday we can, we can get that kind of thing going. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so you got ideas from other courses you've already seen, kind yeah, of. That, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think anyone has committed to the cause the way that we have, yeah. which we'll get into later. But um, you know, that was all motivation sure. as, as far as you know, the, the thought behind what we have now and what yeah. we can kind of continue to build. Um. So that that being said. Uh, luck have it, Angelica and I crossed paths yeah. kind of inadvertently. Yeah. And, um, you know, some mutual connections, one being my girlfriend said, Hey, Angelica's into this thing. She knows like all about this. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, All right, 
you know, so we, so we talked, <laughs> we talked at a, I think it was a, a retirement party or something like that for mm-hmm. a former Coghill employee and <clears throat> set a date for an interview, um, kind of discuss things and it was, you know, right in Angelica's wheelhouse. So yeah. I hit the jackpot personally and nice. Coghill as, as we'll find out did too. <laughs> um, so, you know, f- from there it's all Angelica. She's, she's built it from the ground up. I, Kind of told her, you know, which direction I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of felt her out with her experience, and um, basically after that, it's it's all her. So mm-hmm. um, we've we've grown exponentially in our our sustainable initiatives. Uh, be it be it the farm, be it recycling, be it habitat management, mm-hmm. wildlife promotion, whatever, um, and we continue to do so, mm-hmm. um, which is great. So. I guess from there, um, Angelica is probably a better, better resource. <laughs> you know, um, obviously I do anything I can to promote it, but sure. her her thought process and her th- creativity is really uh, the driving force between everything or behind everything that we've accomplished to this point. So. Mm-hmm. Those are kind words. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Angelica's a book. You know, she's it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I'm honestly not not capable of pulling off the things that she's done. Nice. And, uh, you know, her and her and her staff have have really, really, really pushed uh, the envelope at Cog. You know, like I said, we've got so much potential. We've got all the tools already here, um, but it's it's the personnel that really drive this yeah. idea forward. So. Angelica, tell me a little bit about that conversation you had at the retirement party. What, Absolutely. What, what I love you? this story. Yeah. So um, some background mm-hmm. leading up to this that makes the story so sweet is yeah. that um, so I had graduated from Loyola University of Chicago oh. spring 2016. Mm-hmm. I had growing on the brain. I had tons of growing experience in the city in urban environments on restaurant rooftops. We had a greenhouse with aquaponics and everything at school. So I was like ready to get to a restaurant, you know? Yeah. Down for the cause. Nice. And I had actually ended up, I tried pretty hard in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The market is super saturated. I tried pretty hard in California due to family being there. Sure. It just didn't work out location-wise, and I wasn't ready to stick. So I came back mm-hmm. and was just working like a seasonal job at a coffee house, and there was super crazy turn of events. I, uh, I was actually shopping in, like, the far corner of the Lamont Dollar Store where I ran into <laughs> someone that I used to work with up at the front desk at Cog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, we, I haven't seen you in, like, five years. This is great. She invited me to this very uh, retirement party when oh, really? I first met. Nice. And from there, like, the rest is history with the interview and the meetings and project plans and everything. So had I not gone to that dollar store, <laughs> you would have never would have met never taken place. Yeah. That's so crazy. And yeah. so you, you end up having that conversation, and obviously you found some commonalities between the two of you. Absolutely. And so, Chris, you had mentioned, you know, hey, you've always wanted to do this. You mm-hmm. met someone creative like Angelica to kind of be the, you know, the driving force behind it. And I've had the opportunity to see what you've been able to do, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, all right, you guys were in, in um, agreement, making that pitch to someone else, because clearly you had to get approval from someone. So maybe walk me through how that whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had discussed some things. We had started slow on the golf course, you know, naturalizing some areas, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Angelica came along, and I don't think anybody really understood or expected what was going to be able to, to be accomplished. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, it's like, all right, I'm going to bring Angelica on and we're just going to see what she can do, you know? Yeah. Um, 
you know, this, this place has been here a long time and, and change doesn't come easy for us as a whole. Um, so I didn't know, you know, how well it was going to be received. And I don't think anybody really understood like exactly what was going to start happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got, we got started, we got, uh, so getting approvals. Getting appro so then at yeah, some point yeah. you have to make the pitch. Yeah. yeah. So we, so we brought Angelica on and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to mm -hmm. do this. And, um, you know, honestly, there's there was some confusion mm -hmm. between us and the clubhouse. Like, how's this going to work? And right. why are we doing this? And let's face it, the golf business isn't the easiest business to be in. No. And it's like, you know, <laughs> That's the truth. do we really need to do this? Well, yeah. no, we don't need to do this. But, you know, we're going to fund it from the grounds department and we're going to um, promote it and we're, we're going to fight these little battles. And, and I think, um, you know, over the past three years, it's little hurdles and now it's you know, we've really got some momentum for, for yeah. our cause down here. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the easiest uh, road for the first year, year mm -hmm. and a half, two years. But um, people are starting to understand and people are starting to see the results. And yeah. um, now it's not something to be worried about or afraid of. It's something, right. what are they going to do now? You know, what's what's next on the horizon? So, yeah. um, you know, Angelica's got our, our chefs involved, our events planners, mm -hmm. coordinators involved. Uh, we've got a new GM who's who's excited about the potential down here. So, nice. yeah, things are uh, things are rolling in the right direction for sure. So, what was that first selling point? Like, what was the first event or activity or what have you? I don't even know if I'm using the same the right terminology here. But what was the first thing that had to get people over the hump to say, "Hey, we actually have something going on here"? I think it was the dinner, the, our first dinner. Okay, you know, because that's that's when Angelica really got to showcase. You know what she had. You know she. It she, was incredible, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. And she she had done. You know there was a lot a lot of building the first year. Yeah. Uh, physical and um, non physical. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know building the farm and then building the reputation, building the name, building trust in it. Right. All that <clears throat> pretty much consumed the first year, and I'm still amazed by how much was accomplished. Yeah. In, in both regards. Um, so year two. Um, we had this so good event with Pollyanna. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't on property, but it really got you know her name out there, our name out there, and and the sustainability cause out there. Mm -hmm. um, and that I don't think that was a game changer, but that led up to you know the farm dinner, right? And um, you know it, it kind of helped with the community outreach. Mm -hmm. um, it helped kind of make some connections. But then the farm dinner, we actually brought people to the farm, and Angelica was really able to showcase like not only what she had built but what she'd been working towards mm -hmm. and what she was capable of um so from my perspective i think that was that was our big that was the thing game changer yeah that was a big thing too i mean yeah. so the farm we keep referring to is fairway farms which mm -hmm. is here on the grounds mm -hmm. and uh, you know angelica walk me through a little bit about what that looks like you've got the apiary you've got all sorts of different little sections i was actually very <laughs> surprised my wife actually went and joined uh, for the dinner as well it, it was just probably the best restaurant I've been to in town, <laughs> just all being outside. But walk me through a little bit what it looks like. Absolutely. So, like you said, we are on the grounds. 
We're actually situated right alongside one of the course two fairways. There's yeah. just a tree line in uh, between. Um, the ravines course for yes, for those who might be familiar. Course. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And so the entire lot we always kind of refer to as H lot or what is it, the hospitality lot? From yeah, yeah. Parking yeah. from back with the BMW championship. Oh yeah, and that, it's important to know what it used to be <laughs> right. to, to understand what it is now. It is because cr- the parking lot back then. Because I remember the Western Open days. It's always the Western Open to me. No, okay. um, but it was all gravel, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's not anymore. <laughs> well, down below, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but like Chris said, very important to know it because, so I'm trying to think of how to like yeah. breeze into this. When you roll up, we have about, call it the OG farm. We have <laughs> 17 raised beds. Yeah. And uh, we had to do raised because with it being a previous parking lot, it's all just clay, gravel, and weeds. And there was no way we were ever going to rehab that or remediate okay. it by any means. Plus, with Lamont being a former site of industry, just soil levels are crazy, and we had to go from the ground up, literally. Okay. And so... You walk in, we have 17 raised beds. We have our composting area where we have, um, I want to say, we built six bins out of old pallets where we do all of our on-site composting with um, pre-consumer waste from the kitchen as mm-hmm. well as garden waste and any sort of greens and browns that we can find on the property, which is plentiful. <laughs> and it's great because we've turned out so much from that. But again, we'll get to that. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of walk down a dirt road that splits the entire farm in half, and we have a 13 by 13 foot um, solar greenhouse. Yep. We built our own storage shed, and uh, the apiary is just northeast of those two areas. Gotcha. Um, there's another farming field just beyond that, but we don't operate it, but it's part of COG as well. Okay. And uh, we expanded this year. Oh, did you really? It's really great, yeah. Nice. So just left or west of the greenhouse yeah we put in seven more beds that it's about another 2,000 square foot of growing space so nice. we've doubled wow that's incredible great. and you grow a lot of different things too you're not talking yes. just one or two different no, vegetables here yeah no, no way is it a monoculture <laughs> <laughs> we do um we've established pollinator gardens on site within the farm um we do all sorts of heirloom vegetables um, all different herbs, edible flowers. We're trying to get into cut flower production, even nice. pumpkins, fruit trees, fruit shrubs, or berry bushes, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everything that I've picked out that we grow, I've worked with the chefs on to make sure that that's definitely thing. Those are definitely things that we um, that they can use upstairs yeah. with all their special events and whatnot, as well as things that you can't just buy at Jewel or Aldi right. or Trader Joe's or whatever it is. Yeah. And if you do, it's going to come at a premium cost. Yep. So buying seed for it and growing it ourselves nearly organically is a way better option to go that differentiates the kitchen as well. Yeah. It was an incredible dinner, and just remembering, and uh, listeners, if you remember some of the pictures we were sharing um, on our social channels, it was at night. I remember it being very hot. Yes, mid-August. <laughs> yeah, mid-August. Um, but just, it was an experience because uh, Pollyanna, the name, Chris, that you mentioned earlier, was is a local brewer, uh, brewer mm-hmm. uh, brewery, I should say, and they were there. Um, I remember you had, like, the high school jazz band there yes. playing music, mm-hmm. and the... And listeners, you'll see the pictures that I'll upload on the site here, but it just the scene, it was this long farmhouse table almost, and it was white, and they had the Edison light bulbs hanging above it, mm-hmm. and it was just incredible, especially when the sun went down. And my wife turned to me at one point, and she goes, wow, if this is here all the time, I understand why you go to Cog Hill so much, <laughs> and not just to hit golf balls. But uh, over time, you know, we would sit next to people. We didn't know anybody. It was pretty quaint. 
You know, I think, um, how many people would there you... There was 60. 60 people even. at the first dinner, even. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible. And so really, and I know this is going to sound like whatever cliche, but really we left feeling like we made 60 friends. That's it was awesome. incredible because and that was, if that was the point, you did well. And so uh, you talked about edible flowers. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> it was incredible. You and you served this, what was it, a four or five course meal it was incredible and some some of the things that you served if you remember that night oh of course i do okay uh, <laughs> well we had pollyanna doing our dove's delight holy basil beer yeah um we got to tap that on site which was great we did seasonal cocktails of all herbs and um additives from the farm as well and then we had past hors d'oeuvres of I'd say 90, 90% of the menu was all sourced from Fairway Farms, except nice. for, of course, meat, dairy, and, like, grains. Right. Um, but we had bread with, like, herbed butter that they made on the tables. We did a specialty green salad with tons of herbs, um, herb specialty greens, and edible flowers. We had um, skirt steak with, like, a local chimichurri sauce. I remember that. Tons of <laughs> that was good. Vegetables, yeah. yeah. We had pesto chicken roulade, um, local peaches with honey and whipped ricotta, all, all yeah. the goods. It was really good. <laughs> incredible stuff. And listeners, again, you're going to see some of the pictures on the site. And so that was incredible. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's probably plans for additional dinners in the future. <laughs> they're both nodding, so they're like, yes, we will do that. Um, what else are we thinking uh, where the, this can go? Is pretty much the sky the limit at this point for COG sustainability, or where would you like things to go in maybe five years? I, I think, yeah, uh, honestly, the sky is the limit. Obviously, we've got our we've got our limitations budget-wise and things like that, but sure. um, Angelica's got a knack for being able to do things at little or no cost. So, um, you know, obviously we want to expand more inclusively on the golf courses. Um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of ideas for habitat restoration and things like that, um, which, like I said, Angelica has already done a lot this year to kind of expand onto the golf courses. Just a, a more maybe tangible aspect for the people that don't um, normally encounter the things that Angelica does. You mm-hmm. know, some of our golfing public that that may or may not be aware of, of what else we've got going on. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, where we go from here because I, I just continue to be amazed by, by what we're capable of. And when I say we, I mean, <laughs> she, she and her, her, uh, her staff. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of plans and we kick around a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some things we're not capable of right away, but you know, we're always mindful yeah. of and, you know what what it's going to take to get there so definitely um you know we're not we're not taking baby steps anymore i don't think right um but yeah we're taking taking some big leaps and it, it's going to be exciting as long as uh, we keep it nice. <laughs> nice nice well that's job security if i've ever heard it so <laughs> how about you angelica F- five years from now what's this thing look like sure thing like chris said totally agree sky's the limit with the amount, sheer amount of property that we have and the, how diverse it is mm-hmm. and all the resources that we have. I feel like so much of what we've literally physically built yeah. has come from things that we've already had around here that we're just sitting, which is so great. I think that's so exciting to really put the sustainability model into place mm-hmm. and kind of be able to talk about that on tours when people come out there and we can point to it. Um, but for me, in five years, I think really, really establishing a strong 
community relationship. Mm -hmm. I've been working really hard on that since being here, especially the last year, I'd say, of not only getting into local businesses and breweries and restaurants and whatever else, getting in with the schools, maybe somehow establishing projects specific to them, which we've kind of already begun with some uh, other projects that we've began this year. But so much of what we do is so strongly based on education and awareness and outreach and giving these ideas to the public to also enact at home or wherever they can, essentially. So great that we're doing it, but I want you to do it too. Or you pick up facets of it. And that's really where I want to take this and make sure that we can even point to those effects and those results later on. That's an interesting point you bring up. And so to not only see what all the good things that are happening here at Cog Hill, but also to do it at home. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about sustainability at home, what is it that we're talking about? Because I don't know if a lot of listeners, even myself, would really know what that looks like. Sure. Yeah. What are some Uh, examples? So many easy, small things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And some of them you might be like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Like, honest, so many people in our network, they've bat boxes at home. All you need is a small one, but if you have some wooded area or if it makes sense for your home, go for it. Try it out. See what happens. Or... You can compost at home very easily in a very small space where it works for a residential setting and you can use it so long as those are activities that you normally engage in. Having a small, even if you have like a garden pot type of garden where you're just using, I don't know, pots and tomatoes and pots, herbs and pots, salad bowls and pots, all of those things. Sure. Um, But even small things like any type of recycling or upcycling that you can do, I think is important. Mm -hmm. Your dollars count so much in terms of your voting and I think that's a huge aspect of it and we try to show that especially where we're at and the projects that we take on so now that you mention it I think my neighbor behind me has uh, one of those big basins to catch rainwater and yeah now that you just mentioned it yeah and people will be like oh but it's just us doing it no there's a huge network and every single person that gets involved is equally as important as as what we do yeah, yeah. and that's that's one of the great things about Cog is that mm-hmm. we're, we're public, you know. So yes. we can we can do this outreach thing, and we've got tons of people visiting the property for one reason or another every year. And that's not an opportunity that um, a lot of private clubs will have. Right. So you know that's a huge benefit. Um, you know, there's there's always pluses and minuses with public and private. And sure. A lot of people ask me, you know, what's what's your preference, you know? But uh, that's a big selling point about Cog. You know, we're we're able to, to do. You know, if we were in the private sector, you know, I, I don't think we'd have that opportunity. You're probably right. And it's something I've always loved about Lamont. I've only lived here for three years now, but my wife's from here. And it's just the sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, that's good and bad. You know, if you mess up, everyone knows it. But I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, you know, honestly, you know, everyone bands together, especially mm-hmm. uh, small businesses. Um, you know, and I'd imagine that Cog Hill, the golf course itself, is probably benefiting from this as well. You know, what are some things that you're seeing already, whether it be feedback from people who come here, people who have eaten the food? What, what's the feedback been like so far? A lot of it, I think, is is intrigued. You know, it's a lot of, you know, chatter going around, like, did you hear where they're doing this? Did you hear they're doing that? And where is the farm? Right, mm-hmm. right. I yeah. want to see this thing. Yeah. You know, and we'll even have employees of the club. You just kind of wander out there to see yeah. see what's shaking. So, nice. Um which is, you know, one of the, the good things of, of, of doing this, you know, creating interest, generating interest in the property and, and what else we're doing. Because I'm a firm believer that a, a golf course probably needs to be more than a golf course moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's it's not just a selling point because it's the ideas behind it that we're you know we're trying to promote right. internally as well. But um, you know, from from my perspective, I think you know generating that buzz and generating that chatter is not only good for business, but it's good for uh, the ideas that we're, we're kind of pushing here. So absolutely, yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the comment about golf courses. You know, we talk to a lot of industry people on this show, and they talk a lot about, well, what can we do differently for our courses to bring more people here? And I can guarantee you that if more courses were doing something similar to this, to even be in greater touch with the community, I guess, to really educate people, to use a word that you used, Angelica, that's something that not a lot of courses are doing, and I'm telling you something that you both know. And so, you know, it's it's really just a such a unique experience when you come here and you see what's going on, you learn a little bit about it, and it's not just contained to these grounds. Like, we hear about COG sustainability outside of COG Hill, too. You know, you're getting the word out. You're talking to people. You're appearing at local events and there's a ton here at Le Mans (laughs) so it's that's just a great way to get the word out Um, and so anything else that you want the listeners to know about either the importance of sustainability what you're doing here on the grounds I'm sure anyone can come on out and take a look at all the things that you got going on what this is your opportunity to kind of promote what you want to do sure for me I would say I'd love to promote the fact that we do farm tours regularly throughout the season. Nice. Which completely goes along with the whole education aspect. Right. Like, live for those days. We get groups of schools, or we have, like, the Lamont Garden Club come out, or whoever it might be, mm-hmm. touring. And uh, we can really establish those relationships with those people where I'll have them continuously reach out and ask me questions of, okay, well, how do I properly, like, harvest this plant? Or how do I <laughs> grow this? Or X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. But Nice. Um... So we do farm tours. We'll have the farm dinner in late September. Okay, late September. Yes, so we won't be dripping sweat just sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will definitely go, so don't worry about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to find a continuing partnership with Pollyanna and Cog Hill with our Dubs Delight release again this year. Nice. Mm -hmm. And that's a great beer. So listeners, if you like good beer, Dubs Delight's really (laughs) darn good. And just a quick play on the name. Obviously, people who know the name Cog Hill know Dub's Dread. Mm-hmm. We are actually sitting in uh, the maintenance area uh, just off of 18 on Cog Hill, or uh, Dub's Dread. And the Dub's Delight, the name comes from what? Is it that you used something from Dub's Dread to help make the beer? Or how does that whole thing work? I think it was more so just playing on the notoriety of the term Got the name yeah. okay yeah and like making it golf themed if you look at the graphics <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah it is a cool little uh, logo but it's a great beer and so definitely want to check that out especially if you're local folks come on out go to pollyanna brewing mm-hmm. you know just a quick little plug there for one of our favorite places and as well come out to cog hill take a look at everything that's going on with fairway farms come and meet angelica come and meet uh chris and just say hey if you could show us around we'd love to see that you also want to follow them on social, at Sustainable Cog on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, same on Instagram, right? It's, yeah, it'll be either Sustainable Cog or Cog Sustainable. Okay. Whatever it allows. <laughs> so I think Instagram is co- at Cog Sustainable. Uh, Twitter is at Sustainable Cog. Yes. And so either way, you type those two words in the search box, you're going to find them. And so. a huge thing, as of this past winter, we've officially um, gained our own space on Cog Hill's official website under Growing Green. Nice. Where you could read all about in detail what we're working on. Excellent. And how to follow along. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Angelica, Chris, thanks so much Thank for you. coming on the yeah, show. Thank you. We will do this again, Fantastic. definitely in the Looking future. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Adam. All right.